Welcome back to Too Broke for Therapy, a podcast where we like to put our phones down every week and talk about life and our situations, problems, as well as listen to your guys' feedback and questions and try to give you guys some advice. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Ben Simons. Hey, what's up, guys? Like always, just want to give you a quick reminder, we are not therapists, and we had a great week this week not being therapists and talking with one of my really good friends from Santa Barbara. And a guy that I'm very excited to introduce to you guys this week, Sean McKenzie. Sean, say what's up. Hey, this is Sean McKenzie. I'm here with Benjamin and Steven. Really excited to be here. Huge fan of the show. We just got finished talking and we talk about everything from meeting with your old exes, like running into them on a train, to issues with future exes or just your new love of your life. It's great stuff. Backpacking is involved. Uh, Drake, a lot of Drake talk. Mm. A lot of Drake talk, as always. <laughs> yeah, so. thank you so much for being on the show, Sean. Uh, it was it was a great time. So we're really excited to dive into it, guys. But quickly, Ben, you were in uh, Santa Barbara this weekend, right? With Sean, actually. I was, I was. Me and Sean went back for the All Gaucho reunion. All Gaucho. All Gaucho. Yeah, our our, our alumni base is very strong, and that's because Santa Barbara is a very small city. Um, you know. You, you, L.A. doesn't really have that type of thing, whereas Santa Barbara is such a nice vacation land. It's yeah. like, bring everybody back. It was a nice moment to reflect and see how far we've come and like what the fuck we're missing out on. Yeah. So do you guys, do you guys deeply miss it or do you guys just kind of uh, appreciate the time you spent there? Man, coming back from it, I, I really realized it wasn't necessarily being there that I missed. It was being in that environment with all the people that I made that connection yeah. with. I've been back to Santa Barbara a few times, quite a few times, and it's like, yeah, it's cool, but like, this weekend was so, so special because, I mean, you could walk down the street and like still see all the people that you knew and like say what's up, and it just had that feeling of everybody wanting to be there again. It's like traveling back in time. It really was, man. It it was, you know, you, I think everybody that left that weekend was like, how can I not go back to real life and how can I just keep it like this forever? Interesting. How would you rate it on a 10, Sean? 11. 11? <laughs> 11. It was almost better than when we were actually there. Because yeah. you, get a, you get a chance to catch up with people. Like That was a huge part of my life, and it was a part of my life, so I've been able to move forward, thankfully, because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be stuck in that whole college mindset. But like you did things back then that make a lot of sense and still do. And you get to see it and what's come of it and how close all these people are. We're bonded. Like, everyone that went there is bonded. So, it's great. Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad you had a good time. I had a great weekend, too. I, uh, as an update on that whole girl situation, I had, I went on a date with her, uh, took her to get some ramen, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then we, I said, oh, let's go to this cool bar. But that bar is called Urban Putt, where you can play indoor mini golf. 
and had a drink, played some golf, and then we went to that new Alamo Draft House theater. But they mm. actually have a bar inside, so there's no cover. But it's like in an old movie theater, so they played vinyl. They were playing some Prince, you know, rest in peace to the king, and Purple Purple Rain, and you know, it was cheap beer. It's like three dollars per PBR. Good environment, um, soft lighting. You know, I look the best in dim light. I like to say so. It was a it was a really good time and. You know, finish the night off. We stayed out till like three, three twenty in the morning, and we just went to Dolores Park and kind of overlooked the city. It was a beautiful night. I was in a t-shirt at three a.m. in San Francisco. It was like seventy degrees. It was a peak, peak level uh, night here. So, had a great time. Definitely, uh, definitely think I like this girl, and I'm looking forward to what the future holds between both of us. But it's definitely going to be a learning experience and it felt good to be out there uh, and spend time with someone new, someone that I haven't really ever hung out with before. It's kind of like a blind date because we never spent time alone together. But Steve, uh, great choices for the date night. Thanks. Sounds like a really fun time. I kill it on dates. You want to go on a first date? <laughs> you want to go on a first date with me? Let's go. I'll, I'll I'll treat you to it. I I put a lot of I don't say I don't think I put a lot of thought into it, but I have a lot of like cool places that I like to go and I like to share that place with somebody else that have never really taken the step to go out and experience them before. So I definitely had a great time. I think it might be something that could fold into something else, but only time will tell. So thank you for the compliment, though. If you ever want to go on a date with me, Ben. I, hey, we might go to Oyster Fest this weekend. Ayo. Hey, so we, we dive into the raw talk later. Don't even worry about <laughs> um, So yeah, that was, that was my weekend update. I, I went on a date, and then I watched Game of Thrones. And just a quick update on our goals. Ben, uh, I guess Seis de Mayo is going to happen on Friday. That is a little show shindig thing that we're all kind of putting together. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that as your goal update this week? Totally. Um, two parts to this. Uh, Seis de Mayo is the first one. I'll get to the second part after. Uh, Seis de Mayo, we're going to be having at Music City, same place that we threw Benesi Fest. Benesi Fest. Uh, basically a plug and play that's super rock and roll. Come through, listen to Zanda Wave, play some internet hits. Uh, there'll be some beers, tequila. Maybe I buy a bottle of Hennessy if I'm feeling frisky. We'll see. That's like every night, so we'll see. <laughs> my, my goal for this is at least becoming a bi-weekly event at Music City, and hopefully we get Music City involved on what we're actually doing there, and they co-sign it. But we'll get set up on the big room, have everybody hanging out. Do some internet hits, like I said. Make it like a boiler room type set. They've they've Instagrammed about us before and stuff like that. Like, Shut up. Yeah, Music City has posted, I think, a GIF of all of us in a room when we went there for... The first time? Uh, yeah, the first time, yeah. That's so awesome. Anyways, <laughs> hell yeah, Music City. We fuck with you. Yeah, we do. Because getting, getting time at a venue in San Francisco is near to impossible. And trust me, I tried. Yeah. My first six months here was strictly lift driving and trying to book shows. And I failed miserably at one of them. And that was booking yeah, shows. Yeah, I was about to say, you had a pretty good lift, yeah, exactly. lift rating. 5.0, baby. Let's do it. Um, and then my second part is, uh, last week I was talking about getting a show for Zanderwave down in Santa Barbara. Hitting a lot of roadblocks with that. Strictly because pitching artists to people is difficult. Um... Even with connections, man, it's just yeah. it's difficult no matter where you're at. So, uh, not getting discouraged, really dedicated to bring my boy Xander Wave to the world, so in due time. Cool. 
So, great. I, I'm glad that we both kind of have a, a, a goal update as well as me. I lost an extra two pounds, weighed myself yesterday and prep for the podcast. Uh, staying off of beer, that's been a big, a big bonus. I feel like I have more energy and, you know, eating healthier. I've got a veggie wrap in the fridge I'm going to tackle after this podcast and I'm I think eight to nine pounds down now so shouts out to uh, everybody who's been giving me health advice uh, Curtis Ackerman shouts out to you just for being the homie and always kind of encouraging uh, a healthy lifestyle so thanks everybody and I think we're going to dive straight into the interview with Sean and then get into the questions and I think that all starts with Part of the show where we like to introduce the guests. So, um, Ben, this is your friend. Sean is someone you've known for a long time. So, why don't you kind of tell us why you had him on the show? Just to give you guys a little background about who Sean McKenzie is, me and Sean met our junior year of college. Officially. Uh, officially, yeah. yeah. We were, we were kind of in side by side friend groups. And then once we all decided that we were all going to begin the final half of our college career together, we started getting really close. Um, somebody that I wish I would have spent more time with in college, but now that we're out, I see that we align very much on a lot of our values and, uh, how we look at a lot of things. So I'm appreciative of you for that. Um, Sean is probably one of the more, most interesting people I've met. He has a mind for accounting. He knows how to construct cars. He's also fluent in wood making and that's is that not a language. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 How, how would you say that? Wood. Wood carving? Wood. Woodworking. Woodworking. It's very granular, you know? Like, you gotta... <laughs> Woodworking. Woodworking, right? Yeah. Okay. And I just remember Sean as a deep life advice giver in times of need, and that's something I think really applies to what we're doing here. And now that we're in this adulting area of our life, uh, it's really nice that we can finally connect on this. So, thank you for coming on the show, Sean. Hope you guys all enjoy our uh, little convo today. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great time. Thanks for coming on. I just like having someone that I've never met. This is actually our first podcast where we haven't had someone on that not both of us know. So having you on is definitely a big step for us as well as for me to kind of sit down and get to know somebody via a mic in the room slash also get your opinions on a lot of things. Which uh, if Ben trusts you, I trust you. So oh, thanks, on Steve. That. Well, you want to cheers? We have, we're all drinking wine. Let's cheers, man. Sponsored by Wine, another gla- great podcast. Man. And if I, if I may, I'm a huge proponent of, like, whenever you receive a compliment, you don't always got to give one back. Like, you don't have to. But I think just when you give and receive, it's a great feeling. So I'm going to send a compliment back. Mm. Not compliment, <laughs> but, like, I just want to send some love back to, to Ben, Jimin, Simons. Thank you. Way. Um... Dude, since the moment I met you, which I think I've got like a weirdly good memory, okay, was in the library, and this guy was like listening to music, talking to someone, and also scheduling an artist to play for a show in Santa Barbara. And I just thought he was the coolest, most multitasked <laughs> individual I've ever met. 
And of course, he was introduced by our good friend Andrea. Um, Andrea O. Andrea O. Oh, yes. Who's also in the city. Who, yeah. Yeah. I've, Fantastic uh, human. Need to hang out with her more because yeah. I saw her once on my birthday. Anyway, side note. <laughs> um, but yeah, ben, Benjamin is just like, I'm trying to use his full name now because he told me that he appreciates that. And so I'm going to start doing that for him. Should um, I start calling you Benjamin? Guy. I I go by either, but every new encounter now is it's Benjamin. It is. Yeah. Okay, cool, interesting. Mm-hmm. I know him as Ben too, so it's gonna. I'm gonna call him Ben a yeah. bunch, but I'm gonna try. It's not gonna change for me. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> anyway, this guy is so driven and just loves loves life and loves to challenge himself and has so many aspirations and it just like fuels that in me too. So for this week's on some real shit, how the hell do you recover from a cold? when you also have to do extensive traveling. Please tell me, because I am doing so much traveling every weekend, and I cannot get rid of this goddamn cough, and I am so upset, because I'm just constantly coughing, and people think I'm sick, but I'm just not. It just won't go away, because I don't have time to rest. I just think that that's the exact problem, is you don't have time to rest. This weekend, you know, you need to give yourself a little bit of a break. You've been pushing yourself so hard. Me and Sam are, all of our, like, all of our close friends were like, how has Ben doing this? Like, we're, we're confused. We're flabbergasted. The fact that you went to Santa Barbara last week, you told us on Wednesday that you were going, and we were all like, what are you talking about? That was when I decided. That's when I texted Sean. I was like, let's go to Santa Barbara. <laughs> you need to take a weekend and just lay down. Uh, Trust me. But you I, can't. I can't. I can't. We got Sam's show this weekend. We got Oyster Fest this weekend. I actually really want to go to Oyster Fest. It sounds like a great time. I'm down. I might get food poisoned from the oysters, but I'm, I'm into it. You, are you ready to get shucked? I'm gonna shuck the fuck up. You know what I mean? Um, do it raw, man. Do it raw. Let's do it raw. Oh my gosh. Um, where's the hot oh, sauce man. at? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my only recommendation. Is I think you've just been pushing yourself too hard. Take take a day to to rest. I know it's hard for you to like set aside time to just lay down, but if not that, I don't know. Start juicing. <laughs> that's a great thing. I don't know. That's what people do. I think. I think. I think the funny part about me and I. People listening to the show obviously know this is like I, I fucking planner planner everything, and I'm just looking at my month view and I'm just like, like like when does it stop? It it doesn't stop this <laughs> month. Doesn't stop the month after that. Doesn't stop in July. Like literally looks like August is gonna be about the time when I can kind of like kick it. But knowing me by then, I probably would have planned something for August. So I'm just kind of like just constantly on the move. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have a weekend off this weekend, you're not doing anything. Maybe just sleep in one day. That could that could really help you, I think. But I've also been trying to work on waking up earlier in general, and if you just, oh, like, sleep in one day, that just... You gotta like... get better! <laughs> being. That's the thing! Alright, that, that, that's my shit. That's maybe, my shit. Sometimes it's power of the mind. I like that. I'm, I'm gonna go with the power of the mind for this the rest of this week. And <laughs> Try it out, but... Try Stevens. Yeah, just sleep in. That's all I'm saying. Just sleep in. Just rest first. On some real shit. This is gonna be a hot topic. Okay, this is a like. This is a headline. I don't know if I like views. Mm. I don't know if I like the album all the way as much as I expected to. And can I explain my reasoning? I think that when it comes to Drake, something I never really liked Drake doing was his singing and, you know, kind of spacier vibes that he has on his albums, right? Like, that's what, um, Nothing Was the Same, is that the one where his head's in the clouds or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that album is, you know, 
kind of spacey. This album is also very spacey. I kind of really enjoyed the turn that he took when it came to uh, What a Time to Be Alive. I think If You're Reading This Too Late even was kind of a mixtape that was thrown together but still had a lot of like more rap influence. And this album, I wanted something more. I wanted something that is more in the direction that he was going. And I feel like he just kind of took a step back. There are great songs on it, don't get me wrong. I do find gems and I am still listening to it to try to understand it a little bit more because I don't want to just call it, but I kind of expected more from that side of Drake on this album since that's it. And I think, to be honest, the biggest step back that he did, which this is also a very hot take, was go back and work with 40 on a lot of those beats. I think if he had other people produce for him, it would have been more open to being like a hotter Drake album. Hit me with it, Ben. You're laying over there with your hand on your heart. I I I would like Sean to speak on this topic as well. Okay, so, of course he's then, more than a. And then I will take all feedback and then throw it right back in your face. Ben's looking shocked. Sean, tell me your tell me your analysis before Ben goes. So it sounds like Stephen knows more of the discography of <laughs> of this guy that. <laughs> I don't I don't tend to listen to. Yes, I did pregame to the motto freshman year like <laughs> a mother. But <laughs> honestly, I I was just like every Drake album. I'm I'm okay with it. Like that's popular music now. Yeah. People love it. It does something for them. Every Drake song sounds like a Drake song to me. Um and I don't hate it. I don't hate this album. Didn't it didn't do much more than it normally does for me. So with that, from an outside perspective, I can't give a full-fledged, this is great or this is bad. So, Ben, take it away. Steve, one question for you. Did you watch the video interview with Zane Lowe? No, I did not sit down and watch it yet. You sent it to me yesterday. All right. Um, one portion of Drake that I even mentioned in the last episode was finding a portion of his music later on. It's like It's literally like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. And as you develop your wine taste, you will also develop your Drake taste. So with this album, you're not supposed to get it right away. You're supposed to be kind of thrown off key. And that was exactly what I said too last episode was I was like, I'm a little bit concerned because usually I don't like it right off the bat and it takes a while. And I like finding that song later that really gets me. My little vice is like, I am a very high falsetto. I love singing. I like the R&B style. Like that's my thing. I, I, I stray more towards that than the hard hitting rap. Okay. And with Nothing Was The Same and If You're Reading This Is Too Late, that was his most rap albums. Yeah. Um, the more spacey albums came from So Far Gone, Take Care. Take and, Care for sure. And you will see the amount of influence 40 has on those albums as comparison to the other albums stray that way because the way 40 produces is he doesn't start with drums, he starts with melodies. So his music is going to be a lot more melodic, it's going to feature a lot more of Drake testing his range and hitting different notes rather than Drake coming at you with like a really hot verse. I think also Drake came out with one big hit, right? Even when his last two albums hit, the biggest hit that he's had is Hotline Bling. And it's barely on the album. It's at the very end. And it's a song that came out a year ago. This album for me, it's weird when I listen to a whole album and my favorite part is a future verse. You know? Like, I do love... There's just a lot of like weird underlying douchebaggery tones too. Like, I'm not gonna tell you how many women I've had in this bed, and he's like inviting another woman into his bed, and it's like, she took that dick like a soldier. That shit's like, what is it? What the fuck? He's gonna take her back to the hood, 
if she doesn't like act proper it's like you know that's some i don't know it's some weird shit to me so and you know i like those songs i like the beat but it's at the same time i'm like what is he talking about that that's the whole point yeah that, that's, that's, that's literally the whole point i don't know you're you're you won't get what what he's trying to do for you steve is make you a better listener and that's why I really like him. It's like, I like challenging things, and Drake is a challenging artist to like. From the first moment I liked him, I somehow got characterized as the Drake fan. Like, what the fuck? Like, when people come up to me, like, my, my birthday yeah. was, like, fucking Drake-themed. Like, yeah. why? But it's just because he's a challenge. He makes you think about what you're listening to. He wants you to delve into more. Like, did you not go and look up what he said? On what? On anything. Like, after you heard it, you're like, what, what did he just say right there? I want to try and understand it. No, I'm not a big, like, rap genius guy. I think that might be, like, almost the widest website on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. But he's making you second guess what you're listening to. Yeah, of course. So, and I, that's, his whole, that's his whole purpose. And, too, Drake is just... He's coming out of a point where he was, he was, like, the underdog. And, like, people didn't really expect out of him. And now everything he touches turns to gold. So, yeah. like, that was where nothing that was the same came in was, like... He's like realizing that, hey man, like shit's changing. Now the views is like exactly what I thought he was going to deliver at this point in his career. And I'm really happy about it. I, I will actually say like, I'm actually very happy from the get go with this, which is a little bit concerning for me, but at the same time, like he's had this shit brewing for like two years almost. So, been... so based on the title of the album views from the six, right? He's now on top, like the album cover, he's on top. Yeah. There's nothing above him. At that point, I think for any career, you got to check yourself and say, hey, am I going to still put out the best I can or mm -hmm. am I going to put out some, some, something that, something ex that someone or the people expect of me? And I hope for Drake fans that he pushed himself. You know, I mean, I definitely him. think he did. Mm -hmm. he On some real shit, I'm kind of weirded out by how Instagram and social media language is infiltrating the dialogue. This weekend, I was confronted with V. Oh, man. Huh. Someone hit you with V in, yeah. like, dialogue? Yeah, like, a couple people bombarded me with that. And I was like, please stop. Like, v means very, by the way, for v people means that don't very. Yeah. Um, So please stop. <laughs> Say the word, Dan. I feel like a hypocrite because yeah. I'm all about, like, integrating things. But I just don't see... I think social media needs to be contained. To, to an extent, especially when it comes to human connection. And when you throw a V at me, I just want to, like, throw a hook. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or dodge that at some somehow. But anyway, I am very excited, weirdly, for Mother's Day. Um, I get to go back to a beautiful area. Um, Where are you from? I'm from Monterey. Oh, great. A yeah. place known for an aquarium. Yes. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> I get that is always the first comment yeah. about Monterey. It's like uh, and aquarium, and then what else? Uh, otters. Otters, which, which are involved. pretty related. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a beautiful area. Um, my mom's got a great spot in there, and she's turning fifty this year. Oh wow! Whoop, whoop. And I just think it's a great it's a great year for Mother's Day. I want to do something really special for her. Um, I was talking to Ben about it last or not last night, but Sunday night. Um, it, it involves like a fiscally, financially bad call because I've been in debt yeah. from like for a while, and I wanna I wanna spend a lot of money on her because I just think she deserves it. She's just giving me so much life. 
Just giving me life for one, which I I always try to appreciate. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. You know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes no, no, it's really I, tough. And you you're, gotta, talking, you're speaking to the choir right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You got to check yourself, right? And one way I want to check myself this year is to like give her one of her dreams that she's been trying to do for like the past decade or more. Um, which is? Which is she, she wants to go to freaking Paris, France, which oh, I've been to and I didn't... I didn't love it, but I was also 18 with a group of friends who were American, and she would probably do it right. She loves artwork. Um, But I just got a good tax return back because I'm an accountant. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to, you might buy your mom a ticket to France? Yeah, and like trade it for the car. She's got a car that I'm using that's got 180,000 miles, and I love it like my pair of beach shoes. (laughs) I love it. It's like uh, it's a big connection for me, so I'd be totally happy to do it. Um, but also the the feeling of like being f- like financially out of credit card debt, which is high interest rates, man. Like yeah. that just feels you know so him. good to me. <laughs> so on some real shit, what's what's more important, like providing happiness for someone that's like giving you everything, or or like feeling good about yourself, and like that's where I struggle. It co- ties back into what I was saying before about like. How I um, was focusing on myself for the past month, and now I kind of want to focus on like pushing myself and saying, "Hey, I can do this for for other people, for my little sister, take her yeah. on a trip that she really needs, or take my mom to Paris, France, or be a good uncle to um, my sister's kid who she's gonna have in September." Like, oh, this is a big year for me, and I oh. and I want to do it right. I think you know treating your mom to anything is incredible. It's something I haven't really been able to do, but would love to do. And if you actually have a a plan laid out on how to do it, credit card debt will be around, brother. <laughs> you can always be there. It's right? gonna always be there. You can it always go back. Yeah, you know, next year's tax return will be way better, and your mom will be fifty-one, not fifty. You want to hit her on that half-century mark. True. Very that's true. that's what I would do if I had the opportunity. I'd send my mom to like I don't know, maybe she'd like Napa Valley or something sick, mm-hmm. but. You know, she's a wine connoisseur. Yeah, shouts out to wine. Shouts yeah, she, she loves it. What's the drink of the gods right there? Exactly, I'm Greek, mistaken. dude. <laughs> um, I think, especially for us, Sean, where we're at in our life, like this first year of just like strictly making money. You know, we're not in school anymore. We're not struggling, and you can see already the benefits that you're hitting after not even being a full year out. And you're just going to continue doing that. And personally, I love Paris, so. I mean, I would say get the car, get the independence of having the car, treat your mom, and then slowly chip off the debt. That's why I love you, Ben, because you're the only person that has said that. I've brought it up to my roommates who know me very well. Like, I went to high school with these guys. I practically lived at his house, and he's like, dude, don't do that. It doesn't make any sense. Get out of the credit card debt. Bring it up to people I work with. They're like, you've been talking about getting out of that credit card debt. I was like... I know, but it's my mom. Like, yeah. this is the one opportunity where I get to make up for all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I just want—I I just want to know. I said it first. Ben said it. <laughs> I say go for it. What were you going to say? Sorry. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. <laughs> uh, I, Sean, like I just like, the mom should be treasured, and like that might just be like a mom and boy statement. But like my first ever paycheck, I took my parents out to sushi. Like that's where like I get my most happiness. Is like. I will be personally struggling to make sure that everybody else is happy. That goes like relationships, friends, all that stuff. Like I am a very selfish person, but when it comes to knowing on those times that you can capitalize, that they'll remember, that's the thing is when they'll remember, always hit it. No matter where you're going to set that because 
you, me, Steven, everybody in our immediate circle, like, we're all gonna, we're all gonna be okay. We all got the support system, we're fucking smart, not to brag, but, you know, we can figure shit out. And if you can take that opportunity, just take it. That's a memory that you will give your mother forever. Yeah. And, you know, besides having you, I'm sure that's, like, one of the top five memories she'll remember for the rest of her life. True. So that's what I say. I think your decision's made. <laughs> Sorry. I think, <laughs> I think I gotta sit her down and say, hey, it's you, Mother's Day. Let's go I? on to CheapoAir.com <laughs> <laughs> and buy this ticket. Shouts out to CheapoAir. That's where I book my stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gotta look into it. So thanks, Sean, for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for doing some on some real shit with us. That was some pretty real shit. I hope to get to know you better as the episodes go on, and hopefully we can hang out. I, I wish I got to meet you at Ben's birthday. That would have been a, an excellent thing. I didn't actually meet that many people. I kind of just talked to the people I knew. I was also very drunk off Hennessy. I just want to restate that. Yeah. It, it was great. Um, Steve, Steve, you were in the perfect place at my birthday, right next to the DJ as the hype man. I was the hype man. That's all I have to do. Like, Sam plays the music, I dance around. We almost wanted to do this thing at Stanford because I wanted to DJ, like, a year and a half ago, and I was going to be this guy named Goonie, and then Sam would have been Blunt Boy, which would have just been a man who runs out on stage and lights blunts and then just dances around for, like, 40 minutes, like, straight, like, nonstop. And now our roles have completely switched, and I've kind of become the persona of Blunt Boy. (laughs) Just a guy who dances around like a jackass while someone plays music, but... I love being the hype man. I just like, you know, as we all do, supporting somebody and, um, you know, he's playing music that I love. That's the whole, the whole part about it. So, yeah. And as you guys know, this is Too Broke for Therapy, if you didn't know that already. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we like to answer our listeners' questions. Uh, you guys take your time to submit them to us, and we want to make sure that we get to all of them. And we have a lot of really great questions that I'm excited to answer, and I'm glad Sean's here to jump in on them with us. It's definitely been a weird week. A lot of uh, questions were asked. Uh, we actually had a girl ask us a question this week that we'll get into. Oh, baby. So, so let's dive in. I'll ask the first question from someone named Aziz I'm Sorry. Nice. I love it. What a great name, you know. Someone actually put thought into this. We actually have had a lot of good names this week, so I can't mm-hmm. wait to read those two. Um, so Aziz I'm Sorry asks, Hey, guys, I just became serious. He means boyfriend and girlfriend. With my significant, as you guys would say. The other day we went on a date. She asked to see my phone, and not in a cute way either. She wanted to see who I had been Snapchatting and texting over the past hour and a half. Granted, I was semi-flirting with a coworker, but it was all in good fun. I told her, no, you can't see my phone, and we've been in a fight ever since. I kind of called her crazy, and like I said, it did not go well. What should I do? Am I in the right to want my personal space and to want to keep my phone conversations private? I was listening to you guys on the way home after this had happened, and I just thought I should ask you guys and wanted to submit a question. I'm sure that this will resolve itself, but you guys are killing it. I love the show. Confession, I am one of the people that go back and listen to Xander Waves Mix at the end of the episodes. Mm-hmm. So thanks, and Aziz, I'm sorry. Mm. So I think the question that he's asking is, is it okay to want your personal space from a significant if they want to see your phone? I mean, he was probably kind of in the wrong in this situation, texting someone else and Snapchatting someone else while he was with his significant. But at the same time, you need that kind of boundary, right? I just don't think that there's any boundaries anymore. Just with how proliferated social media is and just just the media industry in general. Um, Me personally, like all my shit's out there. For my girlfriend, my friends, my family, like I, I'm, not, I'm not hiding anything. There's just no point, honestly. And I think for you, Aziz, I'm sorry, 
man, you, you, you either got to be like, okay with the jealousy. And I think that's a healthy part of relationships to be yeah. honest. I mean, just, 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 just flip the roles, man. Like, w- would you feel like this was going too far? Like, like flirting with somebody very slightly, like that's just like a part of chat. Like that, that's going to happen. People are good looking. Like that just happens. So I don't think that you are in the wrong for wanting your own, but I think you got to understand what life is like without it. I just want to point on the topic that he was talking to somebody that he, he works with being in some sort of flirty conversation. You know, you have work wives and work husbands, like you form weird relationships with people you work with. I've got maybe six of them. So as someone who is in that kind of like cuddle puddle work society that we have in startup land, I think that, you know, it's bound to happen. I think that you need to be honest first and foremost, but just as Ben said, think if it was flipped, if you saw her on her phone wanting to Snapchat and text someone else and you wanted to see her phone, like you would probably feel the same way if she called you crazy, but I'm so conflicted. Like I want to give this guy advice. I want to give everybody advice on this, but I, if someone asked to see my phone, I'd do the same damn thing. I'd be like, no, sorry. Like I don't care if I've been loyal or not loyal. Like something in my relationships that I always prioritize is trust. And this is an immediate breach of that. Like from the very get go, you just started calling this your significant other this person, your significant other, and they're going to be a significant part of your life. And if something they're concerned about is who you're talking to um, when you're with them and maybe when you're not with them, like that's going to be, that's going to last unless you hit that head on. So decide if, like talk to her. I, honestly, like this is something where you could say, hey, like I'm, I'm a person, like I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. I'm not going to hide anything from you if you're an honest person. You just say that up front and say, but please don't question that because it's going to hurt me. And boom, you're done. Hopefully that resolves the issue. I mean, it's not going to be as cut and dry as that because it always takes time to work on something because this is a big issue. As someone who has had a lot of trust issues in the past in relationships, that might be the only reason why I see eye to eye with this guy because I don't want people checking my phones because I've been in his position of asking a girl to see her phone. That was a long time ago, but at the same time, I've, I've felt like that pressure of what is going on? I want to know what's happening. Why is this person spending so much time on their phone if they're with me at the time? You know, if it's an in-person thing, you want that person to be present. And I think that that's what she was curious about you is why isn't he present with me right now? But just like how you said, like media, social media, you should kind of be as open as you can because... If it's not you that she's finding stuff out from or your significance finding stuff out from, it's going to be that other person if you take it too far. Mm. But Yeah, I like that. You guys both touched on how, like, if you flip it, like, she's really not in the wrong. Like, yeah. maybe you were doing something where... Sketchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. sketchy or just, like, you weren't giving her the time of day and that, that'll hurt a person, especially mm-hmm. if you guys are fresh in the relationship and you're not focusing on her. Because a lot of time there's that honeymoon phase and you got to, like, you got to put a lot of things down. Um, I, I kind of want to like fuse the two. Like, Sean, I really like what you said there. Like, your trust is going to be hurt. But I also think that you're not, you're not in the wrong for asking it. But you shouldn't put yourself in the situation where the significant needs to ask it back. Um, you should always disclose. I think, I think where I was coming with that was like, you should always disclose what you're doing. But if what you're doing causes that, then you need to find what the root of that is. And usually, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm too forward in saying this, it usually comes from one person in particular that you and the significant have not addressed yet. 
like me and my girlfriend have definitely addressed like certain people that are like that bug her you know and like i'm very aware of that and i make sure that like nothing i do brings that back in you know sometimes like nature has its way and it finds its way and then you just deal with it but in in any case just be careful uh, that's my same advice be careful and if you want someone to trust you you need to trust them but at the same time Challenging someone's trust is a hard thing to do in any relationship. All right, well, uh, let's jump into the second question that we have today. Uh, comes from a guest by the name of Lemonade Riri. Oh, man, I love these names. Uh, all right, I have an ex, and every time I think I'm about to get over him, he will appear somehow and reset my feelings completely. Do you cute boys have any advice? Oh, thanks. On how to create space or how to deal with running into an ex? Also, we are in the same friend group, but I don't seek out seeing him. This is a great question, Lemonade Riri. Um, Steven, I would love to get your first take. Lemonade Riri. First off, like I like Ben just said, great name. I've seen my ex-girlfriend on public transportation maybe four or five times, and I feel your same kind of thought. Like It does reset you in a way. You don't want to see that person because it just sends you back to that place where the last time you saw them was them maybe breaking up with you. or. But at the same time, I didn't talk to her. I didn't freak out about it. Like It's a part of life. You might run into somebody that you know, some random place. And the biggest thing I take away from bumping into that person is the feelings that I get of like sadness or regret or anything like that, I feel that for a reason and I register that and know that. I think when it comes to seeing people, especially if you're in the same friend group, I can understand as someone who grew up in a hometown where a lot of exes and boyfriends would run into each other all the time and I would run into many of mine. It's inevitable if you run in the same friend group and it's something that maybe you need to set that person that you're in a relationship with aside and just kind of hash things out. Because bad blood is bad blood, and it's hard. Taylor Swift bad blood or Bastille bad blood? Man, I don't even get those references. Is that bad? <laughs> uh, Same boat. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll check it out later. <laughs> we'll Sean, that. Sean, could talk, I could talk about this for hours. Um, I come from a family where my parents split freshman year of college. I, I tell you what, every time my mom's like, to this day, it's been five, almost six years... Um, every time they see each other, I can see those feelings come back. Um, and you know what? Like a lot of them are, are good memories or like, it's just like this constant struggle of fighting your emotions and just know that like, that's okay. Like you, you are fighting these emotions because you got to cope in the immediate sense. And I really liked what you said, Steven, is that like, after you check yourself, you say, Hey, am I feeling these way this way? Because it's just like a past thing and I'm remembering and or is it because this is where I'm at right now and I still like I need to fight for this like maybe you need to fight for it I don't know how you guys ended um maybe it was on good terms maybe it was on bad terms maybe it was one-sided maybe it was mutual if it's mutual there might be some there might be some hope like it could have been circumstantial I mean personally I I saw both my exes last weekend on multiple occasions Um, shit (laughs) sounds like my worst nightmare (laughs) You think that, right? Like yeah. it was it was tough. I mean, it's definitely tough. But I think like I was more stoked to see one than the other. And I think that's because one is a fresh wound and one is an older wound. Yeah. So, 
Which one did you want to? Did you like to see more than the other? The fresher or the older? The older, because the I fresh wounds are dirty, and <laughs> yeah. they're they're not I mean like dirty in the sense of just like they're still painful. Like just realize that there's hope. These emotions will will stabilize. They won't go away, but they'll stabilize. Mm-hmm. I have a weird problem where kind of an ex keeps coming back into my life, and I kind of get to the point where I am over her. And I know it's like every time I get to that point, she's going to reappear. And every time she comes back, it resets everything. Like, I don't know. It's hard to get over somebody and seeing them in public or randomly. And maybe you don't see each other. It's just you seeing that person. That can be even the hardest part because you know it's only you feeling that way. And uh, my, my kind of take on this, it might, it might be a little bit separate from you guys. You know, I, I just really believe that like, if you're going to quit anything, right, like say, say it's drugs, alcohol, a bad habit, anything like that, I'm just a very firm believer of like quitting a lot of the bad things in my life that anything that reminds you of that, anytime you feel like that, you got to separate yourself immediately. So in this same situation, it really sucks that you guys have the same friends and like that's going to be a part of it. But something you got to realize is that your friends are going to, they're, they're going to ride with you. And like the friends are completely aware of the situation. So, like, they know that if one person leaves, it's because the other person's there. But during that time that you leave, you're able to, like Sean said, create that old wound. And that's a very, very vital part. So, instead of just sticking around and not necessarily drawing attention to the fact, but just, like, soaking in that feeling that you're just, like, completely shocked in, check yourself, bring yourself to, like, a present mind-body place that you can just be, like, Reach out to your closest friends be like, hey, I really want to leave. Can we go get blank and then maybe come back? And then reapproach the situation, either be prepared or either not come back to the situation and just, you know, you're going to have to go do your own thing for a little bit because until that's an old wound, that's just, that's just going to be your reality for a little bit. How you separate from the significant is also a huge part. And Sean yeah. also touched on this too. My personal thing that I've always, I don't know if I really liked it, but just has done me the best is just a complete hard stop no communication, complete and total silence. And that really, in my opinion, is a very integral part to forming a friendship afterwards. It's the continual talking after that brings up these old feelings that really keeps you guys kind of like held on a loose string together that doesn't allow each each member to really like form their own. My ex-girlfriend, I did the same exact thing you just said. I cut her off completely. I didn't want to talk to her because I knew the kind of person that she was, and she's very um, aggressive and uh, likes to make people feel bad with her words, and she continued to do that after we broke up. So that's why I feel that hostility still, because she never even let that wound heal. Every time it would start to, she would just hack at it again. And then the last girl that I dated, she kind of just disappeared kind of stop talking altogether and that's a definite situation where I just do not talk to that person because I think it is the best way to help get yourself over that person is if you have like a lingering text or like you try and put yourself out there to reconnect and it doesn't work out you're going to just feel like an idiot almost thanks for being the first qu- uh, girl to ask a question Lemonade Riri that's that's some, mm-hmm. some that's a hall of fame moment for you yeah. so I appreciate that and Ben, go for it. Um, I would love if Sean reads this next question. Oh, Sean, please read this next question. Put me on the spot. All right. (laughs) This is from My Mind is Telling Me No. But But my body, my body is telling me yes. You knew this would happen, motherfucker. You knew this would happen. (laughs) 
All right, so I probably should have set that up a little better for this no, song. No, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I liked it. But I went with it. All right, so I listen to the podcast every week. I would like to be the first one to claim I have smashed to a Xander Wave mix. Oh, yeah. Impressive. He had sex. Uh, or she. Or she, yeah. Was with my new significant, and I literally pulled out my phone and skipped to the end of the podcast. Had S&B talking for 30 seconds, and then went into the last mix. It was great, so thanks to all involved. Ah. Uh, I guess it's less of a question, so let's make up for that. Question. What is your favorite baby-making music? Love the show. Just looking to put together a playlist. A playlist. Ooh. What a great term. Do you have a song that... Or, uh, not even a song. Do you have an artist, a genre, a song? Like, What do you like to uh, get down on it with? Get down on it? Um, really depends on the mood, but... I mean, man, shout out to my boy Rahul. Uh, I just remember this one night where he he put the weekend on on the loudspeakers through the whole house, and like that just really inspired me. I was like, the Let's weekend will be my whole playlist at times. Oh wow! Yeah. See, I think the weekend's trying to fuck me when he's singing. So like, I, I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Throw on some House of Balloons. There's, there's just no way you're not gonna. Smash, yeah, as they like to say. Do you have anything, Sean? What pops into your mind? God, this is such a tough question. I've probably smashed. I don't like saying that. <laughs> I know. Neither, neither <laughs> That's why I don't like when people say it in the email. I know. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've I've gotten down to some questionable songs. You know, sometimes I just put my library on shuffle and go with it, and like, you never literally know during I'm hitting next. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can pull off for some reason, but I don't recommend it because it's just kind of like you got to do all that work to get everything back in order. Um, but I I mean, who doesn't have their iTunes playlist? So on mine, I want to say Led Zeppelin. Oh, some Zepp? Okay. There's some Zeppelin. I like some old classic. I really like progressive music and dynamic music. Like, I'm not going to go bang out to... Um, Drake. Drake. <laughs> when I lost my virginity, I was... Probably listening to like Vampire Weekend or some weak high school shit. But the moment I lost my virginity, as soon as it was done, I went to my computer and hit the space bar, which cued in the Indiana Jones theme song. And that was the best moment of my life, I think. <laughs> wow. um, she was very upset. I don't think I've ever had to hold a woman back before, but that was, she was not touching my computer. I was getting my moment. Um, <laughs> But, see, I really like jazz. That's a big thing for me. I love not having lyrics involved while I'm having sex. I like to imagine my own, you know, a soundtrack to my own life. Um, I think some Marvin Gaye is super classy. Some Al Green. I'm a big Al Green guy. Mm, I think that is some great music to Mm. make love to. That is literally baby-making music. Uh, I also, you know, I really like the Beach Boys. I like some hip-hop every once in a while. There's never a, you know, I never have a problem. I've had sex the entire uh, What a Time to Be Alive album maybe four times. That is, put that on, you know, grab a plastic bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I like hip-hop, but, but jazz is my go-to, 100%. You know what I just realized? I was struggling to find an artist or a song because it, it honestly depends on my relationship with the girl. Yeah. Because I've got, like, there's, there's this album, it's by the Bahamas, it literally, like, someone, this person that I got intimate with told me that is, like, that... That album, that artist, that defines you. Like, oh. if I were to imagine you as an album, that is you. And I swear to God, that 
was like the best album to ever put on during. Yeah, I mean, I like I like making weird associations for people in their like future after you've like left their life of like, damn, the Beach Boys is on like, mm. Steve. Yeah, music is like all encompassing and mm-hmm. and it, it'll, it'll self reflective too. Self reflective, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like something will come on that I haven't thought about in the memories. Boom, back there. Yeah, exactly. And when it's when it's a sex album or something that you did some stuff to, then that's gonna be a that's gonna be a song that I loved making love to. <laughs> I love the term making love. Very Woody Allen. I I mean a lot of people who know me know I have like a like one of the worst memories ever, and the two things that I can remember things in the most clarity is by smell. Like a smell will come back to me and I'll immediately be transported back wow. to that. And the, like I would say about 80% of my memories that I've chosen to keep close are encapsulated in music. And it's crazy when people reach back out to me and say, I heard this and I thought of you. I actually had a recent ex actually reach out to me and she was like, hey, I heard the, the Watch the Throne album the other day and I thought of you. Like that, that was you then. And I was like, wow. And I can immediately bring myself back there. I was like, yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that was what I was bumping. She was like, it, it was you and Sam, funny enough. It was like, all I thought about was Ben and Sam in Ben's Infinity. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. So I hope you get to build some of your laylists off of that. You know, we have some weekend. You can mm-hmm. listen to some Marvin Gaye, some Al Green, a little bit of hip hop if you want to throw in there, you know. Um, check out Bahamas. Check out Bahamas. Yeah. Down. Yeah, I'm in. I'm into that. And or Otis Redding. Otis, Otis oh yeah, he's just sitting on the dock of the bay. Like just play that over and just over. Just ass naked. Ass <laughs> naked. <laughs> um, and also Thelonious Monk. That's some real shit. If you really want to dive into it, spin. spin I'm gonna have that. to check that out. Yeah. I, I know Thelonious, yeah. but yeah. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, it's very, very, very fun. Can I throw in BB King? Yeah, you can throw in BB King. Right. Some soulful voices yeah. are always welcome in the bedroom. You know what I mean? I think that yeah. that's you know Curtis Mayfield even. Ooh, Eiley Brothers. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Well, sorry, now we're just going. Yeah, now we're just welcome to soul appreciation <laughs> with uh, three white males. Um, cool. So uh, the last question that a listener asked us, we can answer this really quickly. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, it's from Just Do It, which is you know the Nike slogan, mm-hmm. and also what this person would probably like. What are you guys' opinions on kissing on the first date? I'll start with mine as someone who recently went on a first date. I don't like to do it. I like to leave that note for the second date. I don't want to ever have a first date and have it go bad and be like, I kissed that girl, why didn't she kiss me back or anything like that. I like leaving it on a good note, a very social note, and being kind of leaving that as the invitation for a second date. Like, hey, go on a second date with this guy and maybe he'll either A, kiss you or not. Because knowing me, I never know if I'm going to or not until I finally build the confidence. But I definitely am not a first date kind of guy. Unless, of course, it's laying on the table waiting to happen. When it doesn't happen on the first date, then you need. Then you already know you need to go on a second date. Exactly. So. I, I'm all about building memories and experiences with people. So that's why I think I like to push for the second date. I got a little bit different style. I think that if there's like a fit of passion and you can just feel it and it's like both sides want it. Try it. You gotta go for it. Just, mm. just try. It. Like that's the the whoever asked this question. Yeah. Just do it, yeah. right? So if you're feeling like you just gotta do it, just do it. And then on the second date, take it back a notch. Don't kiss them. See how it goes. That's cooking with fucking oil. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of that date, they're like, ex- they might be expecting it, but you got the willpower to say, hey, no, I'm not gonna kiss you now. I liked it last time. Let's have a third date. So instead of ending the night with the kiss, say, hey. When am I going to see you next? 
That's that's my fair way to end the day. When am I gonna see you next? Fuck a kiss. But they're nice. A kiss is always nice. Oh yeah. But not a contract, you know. Um, True. Great. So I have a question for Sean, yes. real quick, because I am a guy who likes to get out in the woods, the forest. I I'm someone who finds a lot of peace out there, and also you know just the wilderness in general has always been a big part of my life. I was a huge Joshua Tree kid. I love going there. My father always took us there multiple times a year. Um, Yosemite, all that stuff. And nice. my place I go to escape when I feel at my lowest is the Redwoods up north, just across the bridge. So, you know, as someone who did the John Muir Trail, uh, like, what did you gain from that? So, quick disclaimer, I did do the John Muir Trail, but I had to stop 30 miles short. Or there was fires at lower elevation. Smoke was coming in over. Um, I did it with my dad which was an experience on my yeah. on its own. Um, and I gained a lot from doing that with him, especially given our relationship. Yeah. Like that, that is at minimum, if you're hauling ass, two weeks yeah. with another person. Um, and that's hauling ass. And that's hauling ass. <laughs> like most people do it like a month. three weeks to a month. Yeah. One, you got to know, you got to be, you got to know your pace. You got to know what you want to get out of the trip. And you want to, you got to know who you're going to go with it. Go with. I gained most from that experience and understand a deeper understanding of my father, which is invaluable. And I, and I think that it's something I really needed. Um, I gained a deeper connection with nature. I've done 11 day backpacking trips before. So 14 was my longest. Um, but like the wildlife that I saw out there, second to none. This was like some, some beautiful shit, beautiful, beautiful. I don't even want to call it shit because like, <laughs> like it's that beautiful. You see peaks called Palisades, which means king. And it was just like those, the, I can tell. Like I don't even need to look at my map. That was Palisades right there. Or I'm putting food into my bear canister and between my legs I see a black bear across the river 20 feet away. And it's just like a sobering moment where yeah. my, initial, my initial reaction is grab your phone, take a picture, get your dad out of the tent. Yeah, <laughs> who's hurting to see this thing? And it was just cruising along, beautiful jet black hair with the most beautiful tan snout I've ever seen. Or I'm filling water after just like a hot day, and a coyote comes up to the watering hole, takes a sip of water, looks at me. He's like five feet away, and then you see some hares, like some big rabbits jumping around. It's just like oh, constant stimulation. Everyone says the nature is boring, but it's constant wow. stimulation. So I gained, I gained all that, the deeper connection with my father, deeper connection with nature. My dad's got this idea of when like I'm 50, he'll still be around and will want to do it with me and my son. All three gens. All three gens. Cause there's some troopers out there, man. No, I, there's some I, 80 year old I, badasses ooh. who would be passing. Like we would switch places day in, day out. Like one day we'd pass them and the next day they'd pass us and we're like, holy Holy cow, man! <laughs> I want to be there when I'm when I'm there. Sean, I want to ask you, how beneficial do you think that was placing that at the tail end of your college career? Like, vital. You, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to cut you no, off no, no. there. It was freaking vital. It was something that I needed to do before going into work life, and I, I mean work life is in like mostly work then life, yeah. and it's like nature's always been an outlet, just like it seems to be for you, Stephen. Like you. You go out, you re it's a time where you reconnect. So I really needed to reconnect and get myself, prepare myself for, um, for what was to come. Mm -hmm. And also reflect on where I was because I spent some time on that trip writing. Like I actually had a, um, 
I want to say it was like two foot by two foot place mat. Like it was a piece of uh, like paper. Parliament. It was a piece of cardboard paper taken off of a place mat. <laughs> and I filled it for that trip, writing out there. And I haven't read it yet, but I want to transpose that. Because then I'll really be able to tell you what I learned. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah. I also suggest bringing a book. I know Ben's, Benjamin's a good... A huge He's fan. Huge but he'd fan listen to him. He'd I'm listen. the audiobook king, okay? You need to bring an external battery. <laughs> so, so can, can I actually interject real quick? Yeah. I have a question for Sean. Oh, you do? Go yes, I it. do. And it kind of goes off what, what you were talking about, Stephen, and you kind of described in your answer. Um, as a person who's just all about goal setting and like finding and just like any little part that you can find a little bit more about yourself, you and I have talked off the show about a sort of notebook or journal that you kind of keep with you. I always talk about my passion planner. That's what's closest to me. That's how I really get my, the most of myself out. Um, I'd love to hear what you do. It really depends on the severity or the, the situation. But if something's really wrong and I'm feeling a little freaked out about it, I've 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 gone and saw a therapist. Like these guys aren't therapists. We are not. We are not therapists. But they they do something similar, right? So. When I when I go when I went to a therapist, what I took from it was like, here's someone outside of my life that just has something to say about it, and I and there's sometimes like a stigma behind it, so I just want to knock that out. Like, just go, just go. It's so good for you. It's about being mindful and saying, hey, I need this extra help or this extra person to talk to. So when it's really severe, that's what I do. When it's not, and I'm just kind of confused because a lot of stuff runs through my head, um, I will just jot down into a notebook. If you're gonna write, write, write the way you like to write. That's how I like to write. I take it creative. Sometimes I'll just write a poem. Yeah, fuck it. Challenge yourself, try to make something It's a write. shitty poem. I don't know yeah. how to write poetry. So you know, haikus are a motherfucker. I try. It's fine. What, what, what I really like, what you said there, Sean, is like you actually went to a point of like what you actually do. And I think that's a really good point for our listeners is like, sometimes you can just look at a page and just feel so overwhelmed. Like, where do I even fucking start? And that's the biggest thing is like, it doesn't matter where you start. It just matters that you start. Totally. And I write, I write when I'm overwhelmed with joy too sometimes. And that's really the best. Like mm. there's one, there's one passage I can almost write it for heart. Cause my, my ex is like, this is what drew me to her. It was like, there was a moment after a few days of meeting her where I laid down and I, and as I was going to sleep, instead of seeing darkness and some other bullshit, I saw her face and I just smiled mm. and I was like, that was like a falling asleep thing. So I wrote, I wrote, should I just read it? Read it. I fucking, I brought this fucking notebook just in case, but I, um, I literally put my head back cause I completely understand exactly what you just said. Dude, it was some vivid stuff. Like I was literally seeing, I was having like some intense dreams and it was all dark stuff. And I don't know why I was having those, but she kind of brought, brought me back and I wrote, in the haze before a dream, I sometimes see my demons. The other night, something beautiful appeared to me in its place. A face that welcomed solace. Huh? And I wrote that on 4-30-2015. Oh, man. I yeah, date that shit yeah. because it helps. It does yeah. help. Mad It totally helps. helps. Cause then, like, it was like a little over a year ago. That's where yeah. I, was. I was. I had that moment. Yeah. So, Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Great. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was amazing. Great. Yeah. We've never had anything like that on the podcast, so I welcome it very much. So that dig was so deep, cool. man. Yeah, yeah, dig deep. He brought a book. He actually has a notebook with him. That was the yeah. best part about it. <laughs> he he had all of it. Yeah, yeah. So my question, because I, like, I'm taking a personal interest in in this podcast and in you guys, and 
You guys have had five episodes now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This I will be the sixth one. The sixth episode, okay. So I know what you guys, I think I know what you guys are going for. Are you guys getting where you want to go and where exactly do you want to go? I think as the guy who kind of like, you know, really does put a lot of time into this podcast, I think that we've definitely taken a step in the right direction. You know, I've had a lot of people tell me that they've listened to the first two episodes and that's like the point that they didn't listen to a couple more of them. Like they're subscribed and stuff, but they haven't caught up yet, which is fine because people are busy and everything. But the people that have only told me like they've listened to the first two episodes, I'm like, no, like listen to the most recent couple of episodes because we really found our stride. I think a lot of people that have listened to the more recent episodes have given me nothing but positive feedback about it, whereas the feedback we got in the earlier episodes were very um, honest, and I appreciate it, but also constructive. And now I think that we are becoming more comfortable as people hosting a podcast. Also, you know, Ben wasn't here for one week, which was totally fine because he was enjoying his birthday in the desert, but just having him back for these past couple weeks has also like helped us you know, find a flow, feel like we've like caught on to something and the feedback that our listeners have given us, like I said, thank you guys at the end of every podcast for all of the feedback and stuff like that has helped shape the show for sure. And it's definitely taking a step in the direction I want it to go, which actually helps people. I don't know who any of the people are that ask these questions. And I've had a lot of people follow me on Twitter or Instagram that I don't know. You know, we found out that we gained another, like, 190 subscribers this past week. Woo! And nice. Congrats, guys. It's That's... like, you know, we're reaching a 1,000 people, and I don't know, like, but 10 people I could probably call on the phone right now and actually have yeah. a conversation with. So I don't know how people are hearing about it or what's going on or if people are actually listening to it, but I know that somehow some people are pushing a button giving us the time of day. And that's all I can ask for. Just like how Ben said, we would have done this podcast if there was 10 people listening to it. And Mm -hmm. the fact that we even have so many people at least paying attention to it is unbelievable and past anywhere. I think we would be in six episodes. So Mm -hmm. go for it, Ben. Beautifully said, Stephen. Sorry, I'm passionate. And I I really think that that first episode back from Coachella, at least personally for me, gave me a lot of time to think reflectively of like, do I actually want to do this? And I think that was something I touched on. It was either last week or the week before. I was like, I just just like felt like my values were kind of combobulated. Last really, week. Yeah, that was last week. I, I just didn't know what I wanted to put value on. Man, this, this podcast just seems like there's so many possibilities. I think personally for me, I would just love that first opportunity to just like take a crack at somebody like above our social group yeah. strictly because this is our podcast. You know what I mean? Like somebody that I would that we would never have the chance to like have the time of day with. You know, they're off doing their own thing in their own world. There's no way they'd sit down with us for an hour. But like we're like, hey, we're from Two Broke Therapy. And they're like, oh yeah, let's let's chat that. So you want to be at that upper echelon where you got like your words are impacting as many people as possible. Definitely. In in a positive way. Yeah. Definitely. P- positive is a All huge positive. And genuine. You, positive I mean, you guys vibe. are the most genuine guys I know out here. And yeah. We and, and you know, we that. appreciate that for sure. Taking yeah, time out of our week just like you're taking time out of your week to listen to this. Like we put a lot of time into making these things and you know, we do it for the people that spend time to actually check us out. You know, we want people that listen to submit questions because it could be anything. Like I said, it could be you know, what kind of music you like to have sex mm. to, to a real question about what it's like to run into someone that you might have been in love with. Like, it's so important to just kind of put ideas out there and also 
feel a part of something. And that's what I want people to gain from this is just like how Ben said, I want people like, I don't know you, Sean, and I've had a great time getting to know you now that we're kind of winding down the episode, but it's super great for me to interview people that I've never met before and learn about them because that's what I want to do in the future. As long as I can and as long as this thing lasts for, but I think Too Broke for Therapy is in a place where it's growing at a rate that I didn't expect it to, and I hope that the people that listen to it continue to and help build the community that I hope that one day we will really have. Mm-hmm. And and you know that like saying like the five people around you like are the average of you. Mm-hmm. I think especially with this type of project that we're getting on, we are just opening up our average of people. Yeah. So we get to enter different circles of people that are just doing so many different things. And for us, that just makes us better people. And to be able to learn some really cool shit about people. Yeah, you guys get a lot out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Like, I think I think you guys, when you say too broke for therapy, it first starts with you guys. Like, your first, the reason you guys started this was because you wanted to put your phones down and, like, give yourself some self-therapy. Like, transposing into your audience. Like, they're getting therapy back, too. And I think that's cool. It goes. It goes from, like... I don't know, just your updates on TV shows yeah. to, to the to the 10 minutes where that person just vibes and they're like, oh my God, I get to have sex and pleasure to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like that's an extreme, but also just like I'm at work and I listen to my homies talk and then at the very end of it, I'm like, oh, now I got some jams. And that like starts my, my music listening and like that keeps me happy at work. That's Mm-hmm. Yeah. live therapy right there so I think that's really cool and no thank you for asking the question <laughs> I, I literally just got goosebumpies from that that was a that was a great question I'm glad to, to answer it you know not a lot I have a lot of people asking me to help out on the podcast to uh, be on the podcast and I appreciate everyone that's given their support obviously but you know we really want to pick our guests the best that we can and we really want to give time to people that we really want to share their stories with as well just like every week, we're going to outro the show with a, a Xander Wave mix. Sadly, producer Sam Taco Boy is uh, off-site this week, working on the uh, Seis de Mayo show, which I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. And uh, G's Get Degrees, that kid's almost done, man. He's almost done. He's yeah. studying for finals. And yeah. Shouts out to Xander Wave for putting the mix at the end of every show, just like how Sean said. A lot of people really like it, and it does start a lot of people's days off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. So... Do you guys have any recommendations? Uh, what what helped you guys get through your week this week? For me, a big thing that helped me get through the week is, you know, taking time to get to know somebody new. I think just going on these dates have kind of helped mentally reset me. I think putting myself out there, you know, it was the first date that we ever had. I almost canceled it because I got so anxious and nervous, but I just said, fuck it. Like, what am I going to lose? So... Having something to look forward to is always really beneficial, but also, you know, just spending time focusing on work was really good. I grinded through, and to be honest, I've been really focusing on trying to eat healthier and not drink beer and, like, make the positive choice, and that's kind of been a big driving force for me this week is trying to make better decisions and choices for my well-being. So What helped me get through this week was after spending some time... um, like helping my sister out, I was walking in the cold, and um, you, I was on Hate Street, which is really close to my house. And this um, woman who looks like one of those lost boys out, like out in on the Upper Hate. If you ever been there, you know mm. what I'm talking about. It's just like urchins. quintessential yeah. hippie, right? Yeah. A lot of people try to like turn a cold shoulder, or whatever. Anyway, I got off the phone. 
I blew into my hands and she saw me and she immediately offered me her hand warmer. Oh, wow. And I was just like, Whoa. I was like, oh my God, thank you. She's like, here, take it, take it. And I was like, no, no, I can't, I can't. Like, I'm so close to my house. Yeah. Like, I'm, they're going to be warm in a second. You're out here. And she's like, come on, just take it. And I was like, okay. So I took it. Because, like, when someone's that yeah. gracious and they say, ask twice, when they when someone offers twice, I try to take it. So I went from there to the straight to the grocery store. And I pulled out a beat from a bunch because I thought it was, like, 250 a beat. <laughs> <laughs> which could be like the name of my next album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to the cash register and the guy's like, these normally come in a bunch of three. And I was like, oh my God, I just grabbed one. I thought it was one for 250. And he's like, go go get the rest of them. So I come back with a full bunch of three and he's like, keep all four. Oh, wow. So it's just like, you. what's got me through this week is those moments of random kindness. And I just like, I feed off that stuff. You, you get, you get one of those a week and you're just like, it's a good week. And pass it along. Yeah, you gotta You're pass right. it along. It's like you don't want to take that positive vibe that someone gave you and just like let it end with you. You know, try to put yourself out there to help somebody for sure. Something that got me through this week, man, I can remember this so clearly. Uh, shout out to my boy Diddy. Uh, Diddy is uh, not P, right? No, K. Okay, K Diddy. Uh, Kyle Didier, uh, best friend from college, hands down. Uh, me and him got to like share a little bit of time this weekend at alumni weekend and just kind of reflect on the anxiety that's kind of come about after leaving such a great lifestyle and going into a new one and honestly man just knowing that somebody like him is going through a similar pain as me was everything i needed for this week it was maybe a five minute conversation it might have been something just in passing but just like just to share that moment with him and him to be like i'm also struggling with this and like i am too like it was just like it 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 did wonders for me because it just it it solidified that I am okay with where I am because someone else is also going through it. Yeah, not alone. Yeah, and I think that's a huge part of this podcast too, but to hear that from somebody who's so close to me and I don't really get to connect with that often was huge. So that does us for recommendations this week, guys. Let's uh, plug it up and we'll get into the Zonder Wave mix. Um, you can always follow me at Stephen Baker 8, Stephen PH, Baker's in the profession, and 8 as in the number, and you can follow the podcast at TBFT Podcast on Twitter as well as always submit questions. We love when you guys submit questions. Thanks so much for doing it this week. And feedback at twobrokefortherapy.com. We love hearing from you guys. It's a, a really big uh, driving force of the show. And thanks for everyone spreading the word and putting us out there. This past week we had that kind of little uh, views album art that we put out from Vincent. And you know, thanks for everybody that posted about it and tried to spread the word. It, it did a lot of uh, help for us. It was the best week in our podcast history when it came to number of subscribers and listeners. So big help. Appreciated. And I just want to say, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. It always helps just to get that feedback and also gets us out there a little bit more when we have higher ratings. Yeah. Um, I listened to the podcast last week and realized that I uh, spelled my uh, Instagram handle wrong. Really? Yeah. So it, it's really hard. Ben like, is jamming, right? No. Ha ha ha. Ben is he. Uh, does it end in an E-Y or a Y? It's a Y. Uh, said you my last last week. Ey, Hennessy is H E H E N N E S S Y. So just change the H with a B and add an underscore at the end. Okay. And this week too, I'm really trying to get active on Instagram. So follow me on there. Full name Benjamin Simons B E N J M I N Simons S I M O N S. 
And Sean, where can they find your social conscience? I'm pretty much only active on Instagram, but my Instagram is the letter D, the number two, and then the OC. Interesting. Yeah. So D to the OC. Exactly. And Instagram. Yeah. Very cool. You can always follow the guy who makes these mixes, Taco Boy, Producer Sam, Xander Wave, soundcloud.com slash Xander Wave. You can check him out on Twitter at, at Xander Wave. No dot, no dot involved. Um, Bring your moms to the Xander Wave show. <laughs> Family appropriate. Literally everybody and their moms. Let's, let's go. Let's go. It's, it's, a, it's a family affair. And uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. You can always submit questions at twobrokefortherapy.com. This has been our sixth episode. Thank you guys for making this so successful. And uh, let's hop into the mix. And uh, just remember, guys, we are not therapists. We are indeed not therapists. Xander Wave, it's Papa Steve, man. I'm I'm just saying, I've been talking to the girls, you know, and, and, and we don't really put enough emphasis on the ladies sometimes. You know, I was talking to this girl. She was talking about how the music all fast in the club, you know. She got to drink water because she's thirsty. She danced like 9,200 9, songs back to back with, with nobody really trying to find out what she feeling, like like how she feel, you know. And you know what she told me? Are you gone? She- she told, t- check it out, this is what she said. She said, oh, 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 She said she wants some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross, a little Anita, but definitely set this party on Bring the cool whip, then I want you to strip. See you is my new chick, so we get our grind on. She be grabbing, calling me Biggie like Shine Home. Man, I swear she fine home. Why she always lying on? Telling me them diamonds when she know they dying. She got a light skinned friend, look like Michael Jackson. Got a dark skinned friend, look like Michael Jackson. I play ready for the world, she was ready for some action. My dog said you ain't no freak, so you got to prove my man wrong. I'ma play this Vandross You gon' take your pants off I'ma play this Gladys night Me and you gon' get right Some Marvin Gaye Some Luther Vandross A little Anita But definitely set this party on Pull up.
and got so big that they try to hit me with both fines. Hype Williams, Big Pippin', yeah, just like the old times. Same niggas from the old days, a lot of sides on the same side. Over yo, we a gold mine, but I'm gon' go no time. Doing plat plat only, boys better back off me. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, like I'm shirt off, like I'm shirt off, like I'm shirt off, shorty. Whole city gone crazy, whole city gone crazy. Top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top five. And the whole city raid me, and I'm back inside the matrix. And I said that we would make it. Ain't squad with some traders. Knew my niggas from the basement. This ain't no metal on the way, shit. We done really put some days in. And like, why you excited? You know what I'm saying? What happened? Did he win the Grammy? Yeah, damn. He acting like he fucking trophy and shit. This nigga turned the fuck up. They gon' think I want a Grammy. They gon' think I want a Grammy. Swerving out panoramic. I'm hanging out, they can't stand me. They gon' think I want a Grammy. 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 I'm showing out, they can't stand me. I'm showing out, they can't stand me. Swerving out, they can't stand me. I'm working out, can't stand me. They gon' think I want a Grammy. 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 I'm peel off like a bandit. I'ma nodding off for the Zen niggas. Get pissed off, start airing it. Get a head start, they ain't friendly. I stand out, don't blend in. When I say that, I meant that. I don't wanna talk to you, head bins. I don't want features no nothing. I don't want features to nothing. You can't even get on my guest list. They want me to go to the Met Gala. I want a burger sit in the gala. The activists, I take it, don't matter. We sitting right on the court side. I know the players on both sides. I'm catching out, fuck a co-sign. I wear the chain like a bow tie. I wear the rings like a 4-5. Keep the 4-5 for the pro guys. Black 10, low profile. Celebrating every day, cause I'm really, really fresh at the coke house. Counting up every single day, about to bring a whole nother whip out. They gon' think I want a Grammy. They gon' think I want a Grammy. Swerving out panoramic. I'm hanging out, they can't stand me. They gon' think I want a Grammy. 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 I'm showing out, they can't stand me. I'm showing out, they can't stand me. Swerving out, they can't stand me. I'm working out, can't stand me. They gon' think I want a Grammy. 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 Legacy, funny, 
Shooky Sound. Hoochie. 